Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We have a not-so-super Sunday. Man City are back, maybe. Everton's brought down back to earth. And we've got all our regular games and exciting segments. Let's go! So we are filming this, or recording this rather, halfway through Arsenal's woeful performance to Wolves. But uh, I guess, yeah, not much to talk about on Sunday, I guess, football-wise. I like that you're at least wearing your Arsenal top. That makes it, makes it feel a bit more like there's a game going on. Well, I got it for my birthday last week, innit? And uh, as you know, Danny, when you get a kit for your birthday, you become a full kit wanker. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't realise Chris has shorts and shin pads on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the clinking of my studs on the uh, on the wooden floor. But um no. Not a super Sunday. Well, yeah, well, well anything anything with Mourinho parking the bus is never gonna be Super Sunday, is it? But how, what more can you ask? Man, you were two 0 down at half time, one three two. Oh, the main night game was great. I, I didn't watch the uh, the Chelsea Tottenham game, so I can't really comment. Other than I know it was terrible and boring. I actually, I actually nodded off for like ten minutes during that game. And oh my god, terrible. you are terrible Man United fans. <laughs> what? The, no, I'm talking about the Chelsea Tottenham game. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised you want to talk about that more than you want to do about Man United. But there you go. Let's talk about Cavani. Cavani um, is all right. Remember, I told you at the start of the season about him. One to watch. You know what? Right. First, yeah, it was a. I don't know. I, I feel bad for Southampton because I don't think I think they deserve some points out of that game. No, they didn't. But well, <laughs> didn't you? Didn't watch it. I did watch it. I um, missed a bit of the first half. But in saying that, as you've mentioned about Cavani, he's definitely adds a different element. He's a he's a proper striker, isn't he? Like both goals right through the middle, making them making them kind of runs where you can just cross the ball from all angles, and he's going to be an end of it. Proper striker, that guy. You can see exactly why he scored so many goals throughout his career because he is he's the fox in the box guy. He's Franny Jeffers, just the, with better hair. Franny Jeffers, the legend. Fox in the box. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was just good to see him give him the ball because uh, in the Champions League. It just felt like he was left out of the one-touch passing. And then it felt like that straight away. Rashford should have given him an open goal almost like two minutes into the second half whenever. And then, yeah, once they started giving it... There was a header he did from a Wan-Bissaka cross that just went wide where... That was great. It was a terrible cross and he did well with the, the header. And you're like, OK, just get this ball anywhere near this guy's head and, and he'll make... He'll make the most of it. So. It's funny. Right? It is. He scored two headers and um, he was late to start him because the, the train had to go and get his shooting boots. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, was it me? Was that really weird? Did they just kicked off the second half while he was still doing his boots up on the side? Like, I think he went out, he went out on the pitch and realised his studs were too, probably too short because they were saying, I think the pitch was worse than it looked. So he swapped, he swapped his boots for uh, different studs. 
Still so, yeah. shooting boots, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Bad. It was a, but yeah, the Southampton deserving points. Like at halftime, I was I was watching the highlights, and it was like Southampton scored the corner and a free kick. But United easily could have had three goals in that first half, and the second half they did absolutely nothing. Yeah, the second half they did nothing. So I guess they did have two goals, so they didn't have to do anything. But <laughs> but once it got to two two, they were just holding on. So. It was a convincing performance for you then, Mark, from Man United, or was it just Cavani coming on and making things look a little bit different? It's typical United. They just make they're just making the season hard. Like when it whenever there's a game you think they're gonna struggle in, like PSG, Everton away, um, they comfortably play well. And then when there's a game that you think, okay, we might we're on form here or we're gonna do well, they just make it difficult on themselves. Well, this is the weird thing about teams like Man United, and we'll get to Spurs in a second, and Arsenal, which gets quite frustrating because for whatever you can say about Man City having a difficult season, they will still spank a team like Burnley 5-0. And you're not really going to see that from our sides or from Spurs and the teams that aren't really up there as being one of the better ones in the Premier League. Fair enough. You know, you've got a few teams that are up at the top of the league, probably because it's a bit of a weird season. But I don't know, it's like watching Arsenal now, Man United... You just make these, not easy games, but just games that you probably should be the better team. Not look that way. I, I just think it was a great comeback. We haven't had, like, we've, we've had some decent performances in Europe. Smashed Red Bull, beat um, uh, PSG. Uh, so beat Everton, beat a few other till though. Everyone's beating Everton now. Um, but I think yeah. it, it just made it hard for ourselves. Uh, but really, really good comeback. And I think we were saying it last week about Cavani being part of the team and should be a starter. I think he just gives so much more. He also improves Bruno. And I think you've got to bring the best out of Bruno Fernandes. And him being there brings the best out of him because he he pulls the defence because he runs in behind. So he takes the defenders with him and he leaves a gap, which is exactly where Bruno likes to play. So I just, I don't know why he hasn't been starting more. I don't know why I haven't been passing to him. But do, you not, he's made do, you not think it, do you not think it could be possibly be like, you bring Cavani in and then maybe someone like uh, Rashford or Martial ends up losing their place. He's just going to sort of upset these players where Cavani's probably happy to come on at half-time or whatever and just kind of put his stamp on in that short period of time that he's got. Because he's not there trying to earn a place there. He's just, he just wants to play as much as he can. No, but I think you, someone like Martial can learn so much. If Martial wants to wear that... Oh, do you think he, yeah, but does Martial have that attitude? Well, uh, maybe not. But then, well, then if he hasn't, then ultimately, yeah, he should be dropped... And he should be the impact sub. Martial's excellent. He's got some amazing qualities. Obviously, top goal scorer last season. He, he scores goals. But he doesn't do what Cavani does. He doesn't play off the shoulder. He doesn't stretch the defences. He comes comes to the ball. So in certain games, it works really well. Him, Rashford, everyone um, coming together. But in other games, you need a you need a proper number nine, like Mark said. You can whip the ball in and he's going to win the header. You just need that. And we didn't have that. Yeah. Being tra- like against PSG, because... Does does Cavani suit playing counter attack? I don't know. Yeah, probably um, not. If you're gonna if you're gonna sit back and play on the counter and play your five, you can play three at the back with your wing backs. Then maybe you don't need them because then you've got your pace and you've got the Martial, Greenwood, Rashford trifecta just running at the defence. You know, when there's two or three of them left, it just causes havoc. So it destroyed like Leipzig and all of those other teams. But most yeah. times playing these mid table teams, say mid table loosely because. Who knows what mid-table means anymore? 
Um, but playing, you know, not the top top teams, you need you need to goal scorer. Yeah, mid table just means not the big six, but also not favourites to go down. It That's just means any, it means anyone can win at any point, isn't it? Arsenal, basically. Like, fuck you, man. Man United's the same. You got lucky today. What do you mean? Yeah, we're, Southampton we're... would be second in the league if they'd won. And you were saying about Man City, we're a point ahead of them. We're only three points behind you. Yeah, but you played more games. Not a good. Um, make one we, more. Right, fair enough. We could go that... in the top four. We're all the like. I know. I know. Everyone's like writing Man City off, but they're um, at the moment they're what six points off Tottenham with a game in hand off top. So they're three points off top if they win their game in hand. And United's the same. Like um, we we win our game. We're on nineteen. We're basically in third. So. It's anyone's anyone's game this year. Well, this is in, that's the interesting thing about Man City's game yesterday, and it's very easy to be like, all right, they played Burnley and Burnley are shit. But it was the first time this season for me, at least, I've seen Man City kind of put it together like Man City does. Obviously, it's a team where they can just have fun and, and try different things and not have to worry too much. But it might give them a little bit of confidence in terms of just playing that Man City type football, isn't it? Just putting it together, and, and obviously, Mares if he starts playing more regularly. Uh, it's going to be good. The boy is just the boy, and he looked excellent. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be quite fearful if if Man City probably had two or three games like that because then they'll probably just start running off of it. I, I mean, I still think they'll win the league. We, we all said it at the start of the season. I still think they're. Oh, we got to stick with that. Well, I still think they will. Like I said, they actually they win their game in hand. They're only three points off the top. I still think they'll win it because I think they can do exactly what we saw this weekend: is go and just destroy teams. Get their goal difference up, get their confidence up, and they'll they'll go four or five games doing something like that. And as you said, they've got they've actually got a decent run. So yeah, really good running. Well, they got North Fulham Don't. next. They got Fulham next, and Man then United. obviously <clears throat> Man United, which is tough. But then West Brom. So they've basically got guaranteed six points out of the next three games. Yeah, well, they, they've got. Uh, yeah, outside of Man United, you've got Fulham, you've got West Brom, you've got Southampton, they've got Newcastle, they've got Everton. Um, they should, there's no reason why come Christmas, when they, when they play on Boxing Day, they won't be any, like, they won't be top or close to top because Spurs have got a tough running. And if you if you talk to Klopp, as long as they they keep having their 12 30 kickoffs and three substitutes, they're fucked. I watched some of the match today highlights this morning just to see some of the goals, and they they talked about that what Klopp was saying, and they they showed the stats. Did you see it? They showed the stats of the how many times they've played on a Saturday morning. Basically, in the last year, they've played on a twelve thirty Saturday morning four times, and last season they won all of them. So there was no suggestion that they were struggling for any reason. It's just that this season, because of this is the first one where they've played a twelve thirty kickoff after playing on a Wednesday in Europe. And they, and they drew because of like a 90-something minute non-penalty. And he's complaining like it's outrageous, but it's never been a problem for them before. And they've got a better squad than most. So I know they've got lots of injuries. Yeah, well, but... no, what, but it, what he was saying was last season, it's a different argument. He's saying this season, it's different because, well, one, there's no three o'clock restriction anymore. So why have we got a 12.30 game anyway? Well, they, so, have, they have to have, because of TV, because they're selling the rights to try and make up the shortfall, they're trying to show a game a day, like a game every few hours. Yeah, but I don't think the 
<clears throat> three o'clock game. That's they're, they're just giving that one away, aren't they? So well, there isn't there's no reason like the twelve fifteen has to be traditionally a good like someone who played on the Wednesday. So you've got more TV slots. So he's got a bit of a point, but at the same time, it's just deflecting from Liverpool being in trouble, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they don't they don't have a three o'clock anymore, really. So they now have the they they have the early morning on a Saturday. They have the early morning kickoff. Then they have one straight after it, like two o'clock, one thirty, whatever it is. Then they have their four o'clock, and then they have the eight o'clock. So they've basically timed them all for the different slots and things. So there isn't any three pm's anymore, anyway. Well, well there's it, one, isn't there? There was one. What was Man City Burnley when that three o'clock? Uh, yeah. So it's and that was on TV. So what you're saying is, if you're on a Wednesday evening, you could be later on a Saturday. I don't know what and that's three what hours was, difference makes. Well, no, <laughs> I, I think it does make a difference, Mark, because it's a difference <clears> between <throat> having a good night's sleep the night before and not. Like getting a few extra hours does make a huge difference to the human body. And I think that's part of his point. I mean, I, I it's not the same as last season because last season they didn't have the. I don't have to say this sentence right. Last season, they didn't have similar season which they had last season where they, you know, um, had so many games that was condensed and they made it that far in a lot of these competitions. Also, they, they had pre-season last season. Like, it's a whole different situation. And the demand for someone, for a team like Liverpool is much higher than a lot of other teams. And he made a dig at Chris Wilder because Chris Wilder's complained about how they shouldn't increase it to five teams against three teams. Well, they're in two different situations. And obviously he's frustrated because of the amount of players that have fallen injured, uh, fallen injured uh, because of this um, this this uh, group of games and stuff like that. But I'd be interested to know if his attitude towards that would have been the same if that shitty penalty wasn't given. Because that just changed his whole mood, probably. Well, his mood was bad before the game because they... Probably for that reason. They're in, they're sh- well, it's been bad a week. No, it's just because they're losing. Same with Pep. When, everyone, when Man City first had Pep and everyone was like, oh, he's so, such a breath of fresh air for Mourinho. Look how friendly and nice he is. He's, he's the not nicest losing. They guy lost one game against Atalanta. They're not losing. Yeah, but they were going into this week struggling. So... Their issue is like, their issue is injuries, but I, I can't have any sympathy with them. They had you talk about preseason. They had a better preseason than Man City, Man United did because of Europe. So they can't have that excuse. They've got a twenty-five man squad and they've got a better squad than most. I, I, he can be angry and upset that he's got lots of injuries. Everyone's got lots of injuries. Deal with it. You're just saying that because you're a Man United fan. What's the price of being of being a top side? You want to go and win the Europe, European Cup. You want to go and win the Premier League. Don't complain that you have to play so many games. But it's not. But the thing is, it's it's not. Um, if if it was just Liverpool, you'd be like, yeah, he's got a point. But it's the same thing for everything. Like the the oh. slight advantage is to non-European teams, and it's like, oh, Brighton have a slight advantage over Liverpool. And to be honest, I don't really mind that. What's it's what makes the Premier League decent? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mourinho. He's so bad. What he treats he treated Spurs like it was Burnley playing Man City. Like he does he not believe that his team has a chance or is better than Chelsea in this like at this moment? Because you didn't obviously you said you didn't see much of the match. They just literally they literally just parked the bus. It was like he was looking for a nil nil draw. It was so frustrating. 
he well, won I, it. It was a zero point zero zero xg. I mean, he I'm make a single potential chance to score. Yeah, I don't understand what that means still, but yeah, no, because Aurier had a good shot, which uh, Mendy made a good save from. So in the second half, I don't know how that. So it was oh. point nine in the second half. I don't know what happened in the first half. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I don't really remember the first half. Any big chances? Either way, really, Chelsea were terrible as well. The first half was fairly even, and they had, um, you know, Son had a few uh, opportunities close to goal. Uh, I don't think Kane really had many shots, but the second half, he was like, let's kill this game, we're done. Yeah, but he does that. He looks at big teams like Chelsea, Man United, Man City, and he always thinks not lose away and win at home. And And clean sheet. But the difference was against Man City and Man United is he got early goals. Yeah, like once he gets an early goal, he shuts shuts up shop. Well, clearly today he shuts up shop. Regardless, he's like, let's give let's give it a little bit of a go first half, and then second half, let's just do what, let's just shut it down. Yeah, but we know that, and it's and Chelsea just need to be a bit more creative. I don't know that that um, what's his name Ziyech? He just kept crossing the ball from terrible angles, like. Like it's schoolboy stuff to be like the best place to cross the ball is get as close to the line as possible and cross it back. And he's he's cutting back in and he's crossing it. He must have done four in a row, which just missed everyone and went for a goal kick. And you're like, stop like even the commentators were saying, stop uh crossing from there. Like try and if you're in a position where you're four yards from the guy, take him on or do something different. But you think yeah, it, just, must, it must have worked on something? It must. They must be doing it for a reason. Yeah, it just. It just felt like lack of ideas. It was like, oh, just chop, just throw the ball in the in the box, and we'll, and hopefully Abraham's or someone. Really can... Tammy Abraham had some really good chances. Like Reese James's crossing was excellent, and he had at least two where you were like, you. He's just got to get a firm head on that and and make a better chance of it because that was. That's the difference between being a, a a good striker and a great striker. Is those kind of chances where you got to put that away, especially with someone his size. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how good Tammy Abraham's can be, but if he plays like that, he's not he's not destined for greatness. There was a couple of times where he he beat a man, and you're like, he looks like one of the like Werner just looks a bit of a workhorse. Or they did score his chance, which then was offside, but. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to be a gambler, Werner. He's just hard working, yeah. do everything right. Where well, at least Abraham's will take someone on every now and then. He'll get tackled, but he he looked like he was trying something different. Are you convinced by Reese James yet? A few months back, you were telling me well, he was nowhere near as good as Wan Bissaka or any other English right backs. Are you convinced? He, by him yet? he told you, Mark. Yeah. Oh. No, but he's nowhere near Wambasaka. I've seen this season yeah. Wambasaka has has shut down the 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 entire PSG front line. Come back to me when Reese James shuts anyone down. Like oh, he's they're done a couple of crosses. They're two different. He did a couple backs, of good like, crosses Reece in nil nil. Reese James is more of a Reece James is more of an attacker than Wambasaka. Wambasaka is just a defensive uh, stalwart. Like he's not he's not crossing in any balls, but. I mean, it, but it, he will do. If Cavani plays, Wan Bissaka will get just just as many assists. The, uh, the, that's the thing, silly. 
Wan Bissaka can't cross the ball more. The, the point, the whole point of the argument was we were talking about England and we were talking about how there was a lot of good right backs coming through and whether Trent and Walker and who was going to be going, you know, because they've got Trippier, they've got all sorts. And then we, uh, we were talk, saying about Reese James and saying, watch this season. I think he's because he, he's now pushed Aspilicueta out of the team, which when he's the team captain, that's a pretty big and bold move to play Reese James. But I think he's got a lot of potential. You're right, he's not as good a defender as Wabasaka, but in terms of his ability to shoot, to cross, to create chances, he's he fantastic. Strength, he's got all of that. He is a. Yeah, he's not Wabasaka's level yet. Wabasaka is like top tier Champions League level. Like, I don't see it. He is. Yes. You think Wan Bissaka is better than Trent Alexander Arnold? Uh, it depends. They, see, I put them as the same level. Like, no, uh, oh. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. The problem is, is you don't appreciate defenders. Like, no, no. But like, Wan Bissaka against PSG was unreal. Against Leipzig, unreal. Like these are top teams, and he's and he's been unreal against top teams. Like. You'll watch Reese James make two good crosses in a nil-nil where he don't even get an assist. You're like, oh, look how good that cross was. He hit the ball hard and low. It's like, come on, like he's a right back. Like he's got he's got more, he's got a, he's got to have a more rounded game than that. But one Basaka can't pass. He can't pass and he can't cross, and he's not very fast. That's what frustrates me. I like one Basaka, but like he You just need to watch, you just need to watch Man United play them. I've watched that. I watched him today. I've watched him. He's, he's and yes, he can defend, but he, he can't do anything else. And I know you say, well, he's a defender. At least he can do that. Yeah, but he can't do anything else. The top team, you're going to dominate most teams. You need a right back that can make make overlapping runs, cross a ball, pass. You need more. You than do not watch Man United play at all. You, you clearly don't watch Man United play at all. He regularly makes. Play he regularly makes overlapping runs. He regularly beats players to get the ball in Every the box. Every time he makes the an problem, overlap, he gets the ball and he doesn't cross it. What he does is he cuts back in and he, he looks to give it. But that's like, more to, that's, that says, he knows that he says more about our front line, though. No, because that's, he knows he can't cross the ball. He'll get played through and every single time he will cut back in and he'll turn back around and he'll pass the ball back. Every time. Because he knows he can't cross. No, but this is what I mean. If Cavani's playing, we'll have someone in the box and watch how... how you'll be like, oh, one person can cross now. I'm like, it's not. Because he's got someone to cross too. He can't cross. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't take. It doesn't take a striker to come in there to for then someone to start crossing a ball. Uh, no, but the problem is, is we have up front. We'll have Martial, Rashford, who will sit on the edge of the air. None of them actually attack the ball. So when you cross the ball, they they stay on the edge of the area because they want a cutback. I just, so so when he crosses, it's like he'll he'll do a good cross and he'll be like. Um, no one's there, and it's like there's, well, no, there's no one talking about Luke Shaw or Alex Tellers or even Brandon Williams last year and saying, Oh, they can't cross. They, they were trying, at least they were overlapping, they were making runs, they were trying to cross. Wambasaka just does not do that. He did at first when he realized he couldn't do it. I think they just said to him, Don't worry about doing that, just sort of come back on yourself and give it to someone else to cross. And you watch Bruno Fernandez, he follows Wambasaka every time he gets the ball to right, he follows him because he knows he's going to wait, he's going to give him the ball, and he'll do the cross. You can't have that from a, you can't have someone like that carrying you're carrying him. Um the fact that you think Man United carry one Bissaka, I know you don't watch him. Like that's <laughs> a, <laughs> I know you don't watch Man United. Right. That's fine. Now, now we're just fine. now we're just arguing and then just saying points that don't actually mean anything. I've got a good question yeah. though. I've got a good question. What's happened to Everton? To who? Everton. Oh. They just lost to Leeds, who are uh, 
one of the best better teams in the league. <laughs> well, yeah, but even so, like, Do you still if, think Leeds will get relegated, Chris? Well, if they keep going up against Everton and uh, Rafinha keeps coming on and bailing them out, they might have a good chance. Where are Leeds now? Twelfth. But like, no, seriously though, like obviously Everton beat Fulham last week, but I thought they were going to be at least challenging for top four at the beginning of the season. I, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see why. They're what what the reason is? Hey, they're, they're Everton are only two points behind top four still. Yeah, but they they only got lucky against Fulham because Fulham seem to have the worst penalty kick takers in the league. Yeah, well, they missed like three penalties this season, and all of them have been awful. Yeah, that guy Lookman did the um did the what's it the re, re, whatever it, the, that, the chip yeah. is that what it's called the chip down the middle whatever it is stupid idiot not not the Rabona the Penenka Penenka that's it Penenka yeah um Le- the, 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 I, I watched about twenty minutes of that Leeds game and I was because I I fell asleep I woke up in the second half it just kicked off I watched about twenty minutes and then fell back asleep but in that twenty minutes I remember thinking to myself. Because uh, I, I watched it and I, was, and I, I saw some of the halftime highlights because I'd just woken up and I was like, oh, this looks like it's been quite a good game, even though it's nil-nil. Mm-hmm. And there'd been loads of chances. And then the second half started and the amount of room that Calvin Phillips was given was just outrageous. I was watching it thinking there's no, there's no pressing. Like, everything were not pressing the ball. And then Leeds were. And I remember watching that going, I'm just going back to sleep because Leeds will win. If anyone wins this, it'll be Leeds because I just thought I'll go back to sleep. There was, Everton were never going to get anywhere because they just weren't pressing the ball. And if you give Leeds that space, they will, will carve you open eventually. I think Patrick Bamford might be done, though. He doesn't look as confident or as clinical or like he, he wants it. So I might be have to get him out of my team soon. He'll yeah, take chances, whether he'll put them away. I, I'm just surprised how low in the league Leeds are because I just feel like they always win. <laughs> it's no, like not at all. they've lost as many as they've won. Yeah, they, that's what I'm saying, Mark. They're not... They're not they're not that great. It's not like they've been winning heaps and heaps of games. Not at all. Two of their last five. It's not and so bad. One. And that includes playing against Leicester and Arsenal. So it's not so bad. They drew against Arsenal, didn't they? I mean, a draw against Arsenal and a win against Everton, you'd have to say they're, they're doing all right. No, that's Arsenal good, for, that's that good draw, for Leeds. Well. But I think Mark had this image in his head that Leeds were, were, were smashing the Leeds. When Leeds losing Calvin Phillips, so in that that run where they lost, I think they lost three out of four or something. In that run, when Calvin Phillips got injured, injured, they, it showed they have a weak squad. They they don't have anyone else to play like that because they they play everything through him. They require him in that position to pick out the long raking balls out to the to Ailing or Dallas or whoever it is. That's everything goes through that. And I think when he wasn't there, you could you, they really struggled. He's back and in the last two games they haven't lost again. So we'll, we'll see now they've got their team back. And we'll see about I like that Rafinha guy, he looks half decent. Yeah, he looks really good. I think they might have a bit of issue when if he starts to start, because he doesn't look I don't I feel like he's good for them coming off the bench because all he has to do is just come on and just try and score a goal. Whereas it's not he doesn't look like the type of player that's gonna have as much discipline as you'd want. Oh Max Kilman. Sorry, thanks. <sighs> no, he's just he's come on and Reese James was gonna come on for five points. I'll just make this day even worse. Yeah. Are Wolves still beating Arsenal? That's yeah, still- of course they are. You, you would hear Chris uh, cheer if Arsenal scored. Well, I did see him groan a minute ago. I wondered if they'd uh, conceded another one. No, he was coming close to scoring. It was just, just Willock doing some stupid back heel. He's just, 
they just don't care about scoring, don't they? I don't know. Arsenal were just so bad at the moment. And now every time you, you watch them, like before this game started, there's so many comparisons to Arteta and Emery. And it's just, um, it's just not looking good. Do you know what it is? It's like Man United will go hot and cold and make life difficult. But at least you know they're going to go and try and score goals. Whether they do or not is another question. But at least the intent is there. And it's like, we might go 2-0 down to Southampton, but you're like, Ugh. well, at least there's goals in the team. But with Arsenal, it's just like, it's just not goals. It's just, they don't, it's, if they win, it's not going to be by more than like one goal. They don't have a Bruno Fernandes. They don't have a creator that's going to make them. That's well, Tobias is supposed to be that. But even so... Even so, like you're a, you're a professional football inside, like you you should be able to create some chances unless you're trying to just stay back. It's just so like it it looks like a Burnley or or a Sheffield United in terms of the creativity. There's just no ability to to make genuine chances, and that's the most frustrating thing about it. Because I don't mind that it's position if you're if you concede here and there, just just try and score a fucking goal. But there you go. Uh, right. Should we do uh, results league? Yeah? Yeah, I was so close. What was yours? I did Newcastle to beat Palace 1-0. And then I saw Newcastle went 1-0 up in the 88th minute. And I thought, yes, finally I got a result. And then no chance. Bang, bang. Second, a couple yeah. Minutes. yeah. <laughs> bang, bang. Unlucky. So you get one point and another point for an away victory. Good for you. Danny. I, I went risky. I thought I've got a buffer. I need to get rid of a team here. I thought Sheffield United. I heard that they had something like 20 something shots. So I think they were pretty unlucky to lose 1 0, but they've got to sort their finishing out. Uh, unfortunately, I went for them to win 1 0 and they did not. They lost 1 0. Turns out they're the worst team in the league. I looked, yeah, I looked at that fixture thinking, oh, that was my chance to back West Brom. Of because I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was talking between the two of them, but I thought I've got to pick one, I'll, I'll go for the away result, and um, yeah, I got it wrong. Sure. I, I went for Spurs to beat Chelsea 2 1. You just look at the game, you think, What an idiot, what was I doing? I mean, Mourinho is just so poor, you'd think he'd, he'd try and beat his old team, but no, just yeah. be a last one. There you go. So I got zero points for that. This is just not a good season for me. Right, we've got some interesting games coming up. Not really. Yeah, we've got the Christmas period coming up. Everyone's going to be injured. That'd be interesting. I heard, um, so I've, I've got my pick for next week. If I'm, if I'm going oh, sorry. Uh, well, yeah, because we've got the uh, North London Derby, which is great, next Sunday. Um, which means... Man City 7-0 against Fulham, probably. Probs. Um, I yeah, I've I heard a rumor this morning that Newcastle, the half the team, are coming down with COVID. So uh, this week, my pick, considering it's a Friday night game, is uh, Villa to beat Newcastle. Friday night, yeah, Newcastle goal. and Palace are like the same team. They're just like you don't know. One yeah. week they'll be great, and the next week they're terrible. Yeah, they're just completely inconsistent. Uh, who knows? But I think again, apparently half the teams go down with COVID. So uh, I'm going to go for an Aston Villa win, and I'm going to go for a comfortable two nil. Two nil against the mighty Newcastle. Jack Grealish and Ollie Watkins to bag a couple. 
And do you know what Friday mean Friday night means? Goals, goals, goals. Well, in, normally in the 88th minute, yeah. Is that your first time? Uh, my first time pick, yeah. Wow. Changing it up. Mark, you got one? I do, but I'm just seeing because I keep picking. I don't want to keep picking the same team to lose every week. Uh, we shouldn't uh, really do that, no. Wouldn't be helpful to you. Actually, I've never picked West Brom to lose. So oh. there's my game. I'm going to do Crystal Palace to beat West Brom. And I'm going to go 3-1. Crystal Palace to beat West Brom 3-1. Off the back of losses against Burnley and Newcastle, you better hope but this is what, But this is what Palace are like. Yeah. like they went and beat Leeds 4-1 after being terrible. Like, they just... But I think I think they're better against teams that attack them. Then they're not great against teams that will sit back and absorb pressure because of the type of players they've got, which is why I think they've struggled against Newcastle, struggled against Burnley. But against Man United, they're really good. As I said against Leeds, they're really good. Just the type of team that I think Hodgson has just set them up in a way that just worked for that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh well, I've got I've done it now. I've put it in. West Brom have got their win now. They can, they're going to relax. They're on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going for, Chris? Me. I am going for a beautiful Monday night game. Two titans of the South Coast, the local Sussex Derby, Southampton to beat Brighton away from home. And I'm going to go for 2 0. Yeah, it'd be a good game, you know. The real deal, Southampton, don't you know? Southampton are very, very good. Brighton are not, although they had a lucky draw against Liverpool. So, yeah, I need to sort this out because this is just not working out well for me. Um, Scores on the doors. I don't know why. Uh, Danny is still on 18. Mark is now moved into second place. With six points. Chasing Danny down. And I have got five points. This is dreadful. Come on, Southampton. Just 2-0. Give me a nice James Ward Prowse free kick. It will be beautiful. I'd love that. Champions League draft. I'll quickly get through that one. Yeah. Ah. Mark, man. Inspired pick. Inspired pick from Richard <laughs> Gladbach. What a pick. Nowhere. Unbelievable techers, as they say. Um... I'm just not putting it together, as you can imagine. But um, so this week, I got the least amount of points once again with 310 points. Marseille and Inter Milan really just letting the side down. Uh, Danny got the second most, which was 385. I'm so glad Atlanta beat Liverpool. Uh, That pick finally paid off. I know they won 6-0 the other week, Liverpool, but finally that paid off. It's just, I think, the downside which you had Chelsea against Rennes, which didn't help you out. Yeah, yeah. And Mark, all four of his teams won uh, during the week, which was unbelievable. Um, and you also didn't really concede that much as well, which was fantastic. Good for you. Um, and much in Gladbach getting four goals sort of helps you out there. So this they week, get, like, nine or ten goals in the two games I brought them in. Yeah, 
the fucking chances of that, like? Um, <laughs> and what, what? How many points for a goal, Chris? Thirty, 30 points. points. Yeah, thirty points. Two thousand one. Three hundred points just from bringing in Munch and Gladbach from their goals. Yeah, and he's got um because he's got um who did he have? Uh, oh, well, Lazio got three goals. Munch and Gladbach got four goals. PSG got one goal. Man City got uh, three, I think. Didn't they? No, they just got the one, but that's fine. Yeah. So yeah, some inspired stuff there, Mark. All right, I need to get rid of Marseille because they are they are doing my head in, honestly. So I'm gonna change Marseille for not that it's any better of a team, but I'm just gonna change them for Club Bruges because of the fixtures that they've got next um against who Zenit Sets Petersburg. So I'm hoping that um yeah, they'll play a little bit better. But fucking hell, I need I need some improvement. So, is it me next? It is you. So, I'm going to make a controversial choice, possibly, because I know they've already got through, and this is all about long game. But Chelsea have got two much harder games coming up now, and they're already through. So, I think I'm going to swap Chelsea. So, you don't want to carry them over to keep their points? Wow. That's unbelievable. What do you mean to keep their points? I've already got the points in the bag. Who said that? Well... What, so you're saying if I swap them out, I lose the retrospective points I got from a few weeks ago? They're not through yet. They are through. The the the, the, the group stages aren't finished. Yeah, but they've already qualified. That doesn't. That's not how it works, Dan. I apologise. Sorry. What? That's not how what works. Oh. You you think you get a hundred points because they've made it through? Oh no no no, that's fine. No, oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant I was retrospectively going to lose all the goals and points that I've done. No, no, no. Oh, I, no, no. You, I thought you'd claim the 100 points that they get from going to the final 16, and then you were going to switch them out because you've already won ah, them. No, 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 that's fine. I get, I get, I realise that's just for the last week of the... Right, right. Wow, okay, okay. You don't think they're going to try anymore? Well, they've got Sevilla, who desperately need to win, and they don't need to. They're obviously going to be resting teams. They've got some hard games in the, in the Prem. Um, so I'm actually going to go for a team that does need to win and that with the ultimate machine goal scorer up top, I'm going to go for Dortmund. Wow, that is controversial. Well, go big or go home. I've got to catch Mark. Yeah. I need I need a Haaland four or five goaler. I agree with Danny that I think uh, Dortmund's going to beat uh, Lazio this week. That's who they're playing, aren't they? Yeah. Who did you change your port, sorry? Chelsea for who? Chelsea for Dortmund. So I am going to drop Lazio and I'm going to bring in Salzburg. Mark, it just sounds stupid, but he's going to do it. I know. Just Well, Salzburg have Moscow this week. So, yeah, it's not such a. Here we go. They're going to. I'll send the screenshot when they're 4 0 up. Yeah, the only problem is uh, Red Bull Salzburg have lost. I think they've lost. Oh, they, they drew one, didn't they? they? Drew last week, but they've lost all the other games. Um, we'll see. I just, I've just picked some bad teams. Inter Milan, I thought for group for pot three would be good, but honestly, Inter Milan have been such a disappointment this season. I, I thought they were one of my favourites. Them and AC Milan were two of my favourites for the um, Serie A. And Inter Milan, Conte is just having a nightmare. He can't pick a team though. Every week the team's completely different. It's really annoying. Uh, there you go. So Salt, Lat- Salzburg for Lazio, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Nice game on. Oh, it's funny you say that. You've got a game for us, haven't you? I do have a game. Yes. Um. So I was inspired by the fact that I had about twenty minutes to prepare. 
um, by something that we did the other week, uh, just the, the process of how we did it. So what's going to happen is, really simply, I'm going to give you the name of a footballer, a well-known footballer from the, generally from the Premiership, um, and I'm going to ask you, one at a time, I'll start with whoever, um, how many of their clubs do you think you can name? And you can say how many you think you can name, and then the other oh, person is going to have a chance to either trump that or make you name them. Okay. I'll go first. Yeah, you happy to go first? So I've got yeah. them in order. Uh, so you potentially have got lucky here, maybe not. Um, the first footballer is David Beckham. Oh. David Beckham played for one, two, three, four, five, six different clubs. So it's not internationals. Six different clubs. Can you, how many? Do you seven. Name, Chris? Wait, did you say this includes internationals? No, it doesn't include internationals. This is just club football. He played for. Well, did I say one, two, three, four, six, six. clubs? How many can you name? Um. Oh shoot. Oh dear, that's tough. Not internationals. Oh, why is it so difficult? Um, How many do you think you got out of six? I've, I've, I've definitely got three, no doubt. Um, oh, I got... Oh, is that right? I got four. You're going for four? Yeah. Mark, do you want to try and trump four? Or do you want to make him do it? Don't, don't start naming them in your head. Just say it now. Go for it. Uh, I've got five. I just can't think of the six. All right. Well, if you've got five, then you can trump his four, can't you? And you can take the points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him a five. chance. I'll go All five. Right. Yeah. All right. Five it is. Go on then, Mark. Well, no, no. Then Chris can up it, can't he? Or do oh, I? Yeah. Well, I guess so. Chris, do you want to do six? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give Mark the five. Okay. All right. So Man United, Real Madrid, LA Galaxy, AC Milan, PSG. Correct. Correct. The one you've missed was Preston North End, where he was on loan in 1995 yeah. before making his name. Um, I was trying to think of that one. I, I knew, yeah. Oh. Forgot about Mark gets the points. Next, Mark, your first guess. Uh, your footballer is Thierry Henry. He's played for five different teams. Can you name them? I'll go. F- uh, Five, I can name them. Okay, if you're going for five, go for five. So I can't do anything, can I? Nope. No. All right. So I'll go uh, Arsenal, Barcelona, um, Juventus, uh, New York Red Bulls. Yeah. And why did I say five? Where did he and yeah. Where did he start? Yeah, I no, it was France, but it was. Oh, why did I say five? All right, I'll go Monaco. That's correct. It was Monaco. Oh, yeah, I thought it was Monaco, but I really was doubting myself. I was like, oh. that's, that's massive. That's two in a oh. row. Well done, Mark. Don't worry, I've got, um, I've got six here. So I would have got five. Oh, okay. uh, shouldn't have volunteered to go first, Chris. Oh, no. right, next up, Chris, you've got. James Milner. Ooh. So he played for one, two, three, four, five, six different club sides. Can you name how many of the six can you name? Um, I can name. Uh, 
can, I can name four. Four. Mark, do you want to go for five? Yeah, I can name five. Oh, I'm Chris, so bad at this. Chris, do you want to try <laughs> all six? Um, do I want to name all six? Premier League sides, yeah? No, not necessarily, just club teams. Oh, club teams. Go on then, Mark. I'm so bad at this. All right. All right. So, Milner, Milner played for Leeds, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Man City and Liverpool. You broke up there. So start, start, start again. Leeds. So what did I say? Leeds, Aston Villa, Newcastle, Liverpool and Man City. Correct. That is all correct. The stupid on loan sides, man. Fuck's sake. The team that you missed was a side that he was on loan for six appearances in 2003. It was Swindon Town. Just sickening. Sickening. So dumb, man. (laughs) Mark, you're up. You've got Gareth Barry. He played... Actually, only played for four clubs. This is a pretty weak. I was going to say, I was like, I can't think of anyone. I was like, uh, how many of the four can you name? One, two. <laughs> so. Can you name more than two? Gareth Barry's played for. <laughs> so. I've gone blank all of a sudden. Uh, I can name <laughs> Who's Gareth Barry. <laughs> I can name three. <laughs> three. Mark, do you want to go for all four? I really do, but. I almost I don't know what would be more entertaining. I'm gonna go Chris. Go on, name three. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, okay. I'm gonna go for Everton. Yep. Aston Villa. Correct. And Man City. Correct. Do you know the fourth one? Uh the one the one before all of that uh is I can't remember. It's something like Charlton. It was his luck. No, it was the, the, the way he finished his career in 2020. Oh, I didn't even know he was... Hold on. He, he went anywhere. Last I thought he was still at Everton. Oh, yeah. He's been, he left Everton in 2017. for three seasons at this club and he's just West Brom. left. West Brom. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It was West Brom. Anyway, you get the points. It's uh, 3-1 at the moment. All to play for, Chris. <laughs> yeah. All to play for. I wouldn't have got one from, I don't think. No. Right. Uh, next up, you've got, Chris, Frank Lampard. He played for one, two, three, four, five teams. How many can you name? Um, I can name... Uh, why, why? I can't. You said five. Five different club teams. Five different club teams. Um, I've got four. Solid. Mark, do you want to go for the five? Uh, I've got four. I can't think of the fifth. Um, did he play there? I don't even know if he played. That thing. I'll because uh, the four are straight straightforward, but I can't remember if he played the fifth one. Well, I'll gamble it. I'll go five. Okay, he's gambling. He's going for it. 
If you don't get five, then Chris... you actually have four, Chris. <laughs> no, I know I was bluffing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was thinking, I was thinking you had four uh, in your head that was obvious, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah I've got those. Massive bluff. Right, go on, Mark. What have you got? Because <laughs> the four were West Ham, Chelsea, um, uh, was it New York and um, Man City. That's correct. Then the one I couldn't get, but I'm just going because he managed there. Did he ever play for Derby? He did not play for Derby County. Uh, he played on loan for nine appearances for Swansea City. Uh, no, I knew I knew there was some loan period before Chelsea, but I just couldn't. Uh... So Chris, back in the game at three-two, with one more to play. Uh, I, have got, <laughs> I have got a tiebreaker as well. So if you get this one, Chris, Mark, this is on you though. So your footballer is Luis Suarez. He played for one, two, three, four, five, six club teams. Can you name them? Uh, I can name four. I know it opens the door, don't it? <laughs> oh, how many can you name? Solid number. Such a solid number. Four. Mm, fuck me. <laughs> so I, was, I was like, pinpoint. If you don't yeah. know Chris, you're gonna to have to make him guess and hope for the best. No, I know, I know. I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna get five. So just go for it, Mark. Four. All right. Uh, Ajax, Liverpool, Barcelona, and Atletico. So that is correct. Mm. Yeah. Um, before Ajax was Groningen. <laughs> Groningen. Yeah, I was never getting that. The uh, Dutch done, and before that was Nacional. Yeah, home country. Yeah. Never gonna get there. Yeah, that was like. <sighs> well done, Mark. Four two. Would you like the? I started doubting. Uh, I started doubting Ajax there. I was like. Would you like the tiebreaker anyway? The was tiebreaker it was simply going to be closest to the correct guess wins. And it was oh. how many clubs has Nicholas and Elka played for? Uh, I'm going to go for eleven. I'll go fourteen. It was 12. So Chris oh. would have won, but he didn't because he lost 4-1. Good game. Well done. Good old Nicholas and Elka. Yeah, that wasn't too bad, actually. I'm I like gonna... I like the format of the game. Yeah. It's just, I would have thought you would have picked some ones that had more than like five or six because he was like, obvious, obvious, and obvious. And would have been a just good one. Two, yeah. They spent two, two games at some shitty League 4 fucking... Honestly... <laughs> Yeah, I, to be honest, I didn't have a lot of time and I was trying to think of players that had played at Lowe's, but I was also trying not to make it too hard and not be like players that you just wouldn't have known, Chris. So I try to make it more obvious. Yeah, something like Anelka is a good one because you know you have up to 11 choices. So that's where it starts getting good. Because I, like I don't know how many of the Anelka ones I could name. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I reckon I could give it a good... I reckon I could at least get six or seven, maybe eight, but definitely not all 12. You literally just looked at his Wikipedia page. You should yeah. know it. No, but I mean, it's, I mean <laughs> thinking, like, when I, like, knowing his career, thinking I wouldn't have got, like, the Turkish teams, I wouldn't have got the Chinese teams, like, I wouldn't have got any of them. He was at Fenerbahce, wasn't he? Yeah. Was it Fenerbahce? That's his Turkish team. I remember yeah, that. It's the, it's, the, it's the Asian ones, you're like, Shenzhen Tigers. It's, like, literally the only one I know. Sheng, Shanghai yeah. Shenzhua is the yeah. one. That's, that's what I said. Mumbai City, he's at now. Or he was at, sorry, he finished his career. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's had a period. Uh, 
Um, I was going Balotelli was the other one I was going to do, but I thought it was a bit difficult. But anyway, there you go. Have you seen, have you seen the Anelka documentary? No. It's not very good, don't do it. Great. Good story. <laughs> um, right, front three, back four. Yeah. Sure. Yep. You want to go first? Uh, go on, you go first, Mark. Are oh, you not ready? Uh, All right, yeah. let me say mine real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you caught out there, Mark. You need, <laughs> the time when Chris just chats crap for him to find his own stuff. Although Chris was right, we should get more engaged in Chris's ones. So. Yeah, on, Chris. so many questions. Go on, Chris. Yeah. You go first and, and tell us how how engaging we, yeah. we were. Uh, all right, let's give this a go. Uh, well, I'm, yeah. It's weird now. I've got an audience. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not just ramblings of a madman anymore. <laughs> yes. In my back four this week is protests or protests. Multiple. I, I don't know. Was it National Protest Weekend this uh, or something on Saturday? Because it's National Protest Year, is it not? <laughs> uh, well done, Mark. Good input. Fantastic. Well done. Thanks for being engaged. No, <laughs> Have you got anything to say, Dan? Uh, I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting to hear the end of your sentence before I comment. Yeah. So, all across the world, there were protests about all sorts. So, in London, right, right down the road from me, King's Cross and Marble Arch, and throughout Oxford Circus, they there was an anti-lockdown protest. A lot of people were very upset about, obviously, the lockdown restrictions due to COVID. So everyone decided to get together <laughs> and break the two-person yeah. rule, um, to which the police started to dismember all of the, the, the groupings and people. Dismember them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> the police have got serious. They're taking well, them they apart. didn't ease this week. What more do they want? <laughs> um, they're all bent coppers. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I mean that that kind of got people up in arms because what happened to the interrupt and protest early on in the year, but this one was perceived yeah. to be on the other aisle of politics, so that's why they decided to bring it apart. Some might say there was also protests um, against Amazon in Germany. Their staff and people were protesting against um, basically. Uh, how how shit Amazon are in terms of paying people and against yeah, you and that stuff. That's not good. Protests in France against the um, the uh, police gag laws against um, racism and police brutality. Apparently, it's quite rife in France. I didn't realise. And uh, people are getting angry and outraged, so they protest against that. And the government want to stop people recording the police when they do their thing, which is strange. Um, farmers protest in India because. Modi wants to change regulations for animal markets. I mean, goodness me, Canada, Sikhis, uh, Celtic fans are protesting outside of Parkhead. Did you get that? Why? I have no right. idea. Oh. Um, I'm just reading headlines now. Farmer unions. And oh, no, I did that one. <laughs> Out, farmers outside Celtic. What? I know. The Farmers that, League. That's interesting. Lots of protests. I mean, it has been that kind of year, though. Saturday was just the day of protests all over the world for all sorts of stuff. Huh? It's quite surprising. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I should be outraged about something, but I just can't be asked. Uh, it's kind of... The, the anti-lockdown, it depends. I haven't seen what they're, if it, if what, what they're saying, but I, I'm getting sick of lockdown. Uh, I, I think everyone, everyone is. Everyone is, but I, they're not... 
I don't think anyone wants to right. be lockdown. Like it, it, it can't be challenging the government and going get us all out. They're, they're obviously doing. Yeah. If, imagine we weren't, and everyone and the COVID rate was high, everyone would be kicking off and doing a march because yeah, the COVID rate was too high. You can't win. It's like the headline said. We knew after this year it would all end in tears. It's, it's annoying because they're bringing attention to stuff that they don't need to. It's like how 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 good or bad has our lockdown been really? But they're like, oh, we're all trapped inside and can't do anything. I'm like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> just shut up and just do your thing in it. No one's got, it's not Big Brother. No one's looking at you. Just do your own thing and shut the fuck up. You're ruining it for the rest of us. Gonna have to start police officers right outside our house now, just stopping us from going outside. But there you go. Uh, in my front three this week is aliens. Did you see that, um, that, uh, that big, um, what's it called? I've forgotten the word. Yeah, the big monolith, the um, <laughs> obelisk. Yes, the obelisk. There we go. Found it in Utah. Um, the, this crew of uh, helicopter uh, pilots had flown over this cavern in Utah and found this big metal obelisk. Did you see it then? Right. Ah, it, it apparently had been there for ages and they didn't know where it come from or no one had ever seen it. But what's happened is, hey. No. no, I'm just googling it. Yeah, it was a lot of speculation as to where it come from, and some people were uh, thought it was aliens. And what's happened is someone went there to take a picture with it, and it's gone the next day. So it's definitely aliens. Aliens, we That's a hundred percent aliens. We found out that they've uh, they've got a nice little satellite sitting right in the middle of Utah, watching every move, and then um, they decided to take it away. Oh, uh, but it's so strange sure that we how it's gone. Well, if we don't follow lockdown, I heard the aliens will come down and zap us with their their laser guns. So, uh, as long as they don't, as long as they don't start probing people, I'm good. Yeah. But if you're into that, that's you. I don't mind. Do you know what I mean? I'm just uh, just out here doing my thing. You do yours. So uh, yeah, front three back four. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate your input. Yeah. Right, let's go. Really entertaining. I actually feel like we 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 put Chris off. He was <laughs> I got our nervous. Nervous. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who wants to go next? I, I don't. I'll go on, next Mark. then, just because uh, lockdown is is uh, part of my back four this week. Um, it got it's come out that uh, universities have fined students 170 grand in fines for breaking. Uh, lockdown and rules and in Nottingham University alone they've they've hit students with 60 grand worth of fines since unis went back in a couple of months ago did you see the one in Nottingham did you see the one in not I think it was Nottingham they had um, a big there was a big massive party in student halls this weekend which had to break up yeah and and some kids are saying do you know what I just want to say fuck universities because they're forcing students to go on halls making them all work online and then finding them if they make friends. And you're like, they're freshers. Like, if anything, just let them all bubble up. Be like, let them spread it. Do you know, they're the least vulnerable group. Like, COVID is the least of their worries. Trust me, I was a fresher once. <laughs> uh, alcohol poisoning, STIs, they, they all rank much higher risks than uh, COVID. When you're, when you're hands are worse than COVID. That's it. Uh, I know. I'd, I'd rather have COVID than the clap. So, <laughs> so, 
so yeah i just i just the way universities have have behaved this year is just just disgraceful it's just it, it just shows they're only about one thing and that's money so well keep the economy I, going up socialist <clears throat> yeah but socialism education should be free agreed so, anyway my my front three is uh uh boxing related it's uh, the, com the so yeah i was I, I thought about mentioning the the big fight last night but it got tipped it got topped by there was a on the mike tyson joy jones undercard was jake paul versus an ex nba basketball player called nate robinson if you know who he is chris I know exactly who he is. He's a three-time NBA dunk champion, and he's five foot nine. Wow! So, so yeah, uh, but he sounds better at basketball than he is at boxing because uh, he fought. He won all that, you know. Uh, YouTube YouTuber uh, Jake Paul, whose brother Logan Paul is probably more famous. Um, but Jake Paul actually trains in boxing. So this is like the second time he's fought a celebrity and the second time he's knocked him out. And the knockout was actually quite bad. I don't know why the ref even laid it on. And um, I'm going to share. Well, it, it, it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been allowed to carry on from the first knockdown, to be fair. First you know, round. Yeah, the ref gave him like two minutes. But I'm going to share my screen so it shares the sound. But. What I love is the commentator. So you may know him from the Just Eat adverts. It's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and um, so Snoop Dogg was on commentary. So hopefully this comes through. You eventually. Yeah, make him think. There you go. Faint step. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God. Down. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Snoop, talk about dropping it like it's Wow, nothing funny about what's happening with Nate Robinson, but Snoop Dogg is, is singing the hymns. He's trying Good to get night, the Oh, Mamma Mia, the problem child proving to be a big you eventually. That is a serious knockout. Yeah. Referee did a bad job of that, man. That I like that Snoop's just singing. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he's so high, isn't he? It's just like... <laughs> Hopefully that comes through. But yeah, that was a... I just saw the commentary and thought, ah. Because they just think, oh, we'll get some YouTubers and it'll be a laugh. But they don't realise Jake Paul actually... That's his lifestyle. Like... His brother Logan seems to be the bigger one, but like you put in the guy who's never boxed versus a guy who's boxed, and that well, Jake, Jake is what happened. Big. He's still got like five point three million followers or something like that, so he's still pretty massive. Yeah, so like I'd like to like he's obviously he's called out everyone afterwards. I was going to say he's Jake called Gordon out Conor McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> yeah, it's like it'd be interesting to see him be on the receiving end and just see where what level he's at because if he's just going to fight KSI or fellow YouTubers he's just going to knock them out and at some point they'll be like we should never have this again but there is something funny watching like Logan Paul KSI when you watch them because you're like 
they're just so bad. But then the risk is one of them gets half decent and you saw the devastating knockout. So, mm. That was good. That was. So yeah, go on, Danny. Uh, so in my uh, front three this week, have you got both? Yeah, I've got one of each. Wow! I only got one of them today, though. Okay. Um, so my front three is Channel Four. In my front three this week, uh, I don't know if either of you saw. Uh, have you seen what's happened with the Sainsbury's advert and the backlash? Yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy. It's the craziest yeah. thing I've ever seen. I, can't, I just, you know, you just you, you lose all faith in humanity when you see things. Yeah, what were Sainsbury's doing? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. What kind of did oh, uh, on no, Friday no. night? I think it was. Um, well, when the guy started putting uh, jerk seasoning on his roast chicken, they were like, well, "This is like we've had enough." <laughs> Uh, obviously, there was some ridiculous, just ridiculous racism against the Sainsbury's advert. There's some nonsense stuff going on on Twitter. So all of the um, all of the CEOs and founders of all the uh, supermarkets in the UK came together with Channel 4 uh, to buy the ad breaks. Uh, so they bought two or three of the ad breaks together uh, to, as a stand up to racism and back to back did all of the uh, Christmas, all the different supermarket Christmas ads with messages in between about how they don't stand for it. And uh, I thought it was just a really nice touch. It was really nice that all of them sort of put their stuff aside and got involved. Um, but honestly, I've seen some of those sort of stuff people were writing to Sainsbury's. Just did you see some of Sainsbury's responses though? Because they've obviously got a good social media guy. Because uh, some of the responses were fantastic. No, do you have a list of them? Uh, I haven't got a list, but there's one, oh. one of my favourites, which was um, the funniest. Yeah, the, the guy or the uh, best. I don't. I can't. I don't want to say it wrong. I'll try and find it and read it. But it, it was basically this is how you roast a gammon, and it was and he was basically taking the piss out of the guy that was messaging him something about him being a gammon, and then describing how he should be roasted. Uh, it was very clever. I'll have to actually get the tweet. Um, but fair play to Sainsbury's for doing that. I, pre- I appreciate them spending the money on doing that, but every time I go there, do you see the tills at the end? They're all empty. There's so many people queuing. <laughs> Put some people on the tills. <laughs> They're uh, empty, Mark. They're empty. <laughs> in my back four this week, um, only because it was one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in my life, was the Formula One today. Um, I know. I'll leave Hamilton alone. He won, didn't he? <laughs> I know you don't like him, but back four's pretty harsh. Honestly, uh, that crash was the worst thing I've, I've seen live. I, genuinely, when it happened, I was watching it with Amanda, we both, we both just went silent. Even the commentators went silent for a moment. You just, they saw, you saw the explosion and you just don't... It reminded, see- me, of, it reminded me of Con Air when the guy... Well, it's ridiculous. explosions in Formula One anymore. Not for the last 10, 15 years even going back like the last mate, you know, like um, Nicky Lauder and people like that who had awful crashes and the big flames, you just don't get that anymore because they protect the, the fuel set so it can't explode. This car ripped in half, boom, the, the uh, thing went off. And honestly, for, so they immediately red flagged the race. The cars were like, also that you could see the drivers were visibly shaking. We were all coming in and they didn't, say anything they didn't show any of the tv shots and they were just like we don't know what's happened uh we know that it's Roman Grosjean it looks really serious we can't show you anything yet we'll, um and everyone was just like in shock and me and Amanda were like 
there's there's no way he survived. There's just no way he's surviving that. It's, and to see the the pictures of him get just jumping out, he sat in a ball of fire for they reckon 18 seconds. He was sat in a ball of fire in the in that cockpit before he was able to get himself out. Uh, just unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Um, so that, was that, that race looked like there was a lot of cars that seemed to be having some malfunction problems. Like that, that in that clip alone, you see one car just got sparks coming out the side of it. And you think that's going to be the problem car. All of a sudden, the big fireball comes out on the right hand side. Oh, crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Also, you've just made me think of a great title for this pod. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, the, the unfortunate thing is Roman Grosjean. So he's not getting a seat next year. And this is probably his last year in Formula One. He's probably not going to get another seat. So there's two more races left. It's on fire. like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Melted. Probably that is the last you'll, we'll ever see of him in a Formula One car. Now, some people do say, if I have to go, I want to go in a ball of flames. But this that is something different. Uh, thankfully, he's okay and people can, will make jokes about it. But that was one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. Oh, Dearie me. It's nice because we know he's okay. So we can take the yeah, piss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm glad he's alright. I interviewed um, some of the drivers afterwards. Like, how did you feel about getting back in the car and going afterwards? And they interviewed Verstappen, and they said, "What would you say to your driver if your driver said, look, 'Look, I'm a bit shaken. I don't really want to drive.'" Fed. So, if one of my drivers said that to me, they'd be fired on the spot. Like, this is what we do: get in the car and drive. It just didn't give a shit. It's like it's just how it is. I guess he's got a point. He's a very pragmatic man, clearly. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you've got to be a bit, a little bit twisted to put your life at risk every day on that job. But there you go. All right. Good stuff. All right. We did a decent one. It didn't start off too well, but we ended all right. Thanks for the running commentary. That's all right. We did yeah. all right for a bunch of people that don't really watch much football. Are you going to leave a review, Chris? Uh, yeah, and say we did a great stuff and really engaging in front feedback for. Are you guys still uh, downloading our? Yeah. yeah, sometimes I listen to them, sometimes I don't. Yeah, three times a week I listen to it. That's interesting. That's how we got four listens last week. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you next week. Yeah. Have a good one. Over and out. Drive safe. All right.